Coming up, Eldora bans a stick usage at the Dream. We had two great races on Tuesday, and I think Brian Brown was listening. Let's go. It's Wednesday, May 17th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. Two kick-ass racing programs from Tuesday, but two not surprising winners from each. We'll start first with the high-limit sprint cars from Wayne County. Looked like a packed house, uh, and while they didn't get to 60 cars in the field, they did have 54. Still very nice field of cars there. Track was fast. It was super racy. The heat races were absolutely nuts, and there was plenty of action all night long. Unlike the previous race at 34 Raceway a few weeks ago, they chose not to run a non-qualifier race last night and instead just packed everyone into the four heats. And I think that may have played a bit of a role in that heat race madness with as many as 14 cars racing for five transfer spots. I only have five World of Outlaws races in the DirtTracker.com analytics database going back through the 2017 season where we had heats with more than 12 cars in them. And two of those races were differing formats at Knoxville and Silver Dollar. And the All-Stars haven't done it at all lately, so that might have played a part last night. The Wild Heats left several guys on the outside looking in, including Brent Marks, Brian Brown, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., and Cap Henry. All four of those guys ended up missing the feature transfer in the night's B-Main, and Marks and Brown ended up using provisionals to start the night's main event. It was surprising for Marks as he's been not, uh, he has not been in a B-Main all season with either the Outlaws or the All-Stars. He did have to run the B at Lakeside with high limit, but did end up transferring. Come feature time, though, both Brownie and Marks were able to charge through the field. Marks went 26th to 8th, and Brownie went 25th to 4th. The interesting thing about Brownie was I talked about his stats back at the end of March and just how rarely we see him drive through a field to finish well after starting poorly. Uh, It was something like he had the second worst feature plus minus with the Outlaws and only one hard charger award in recent years. Ohio sprint car driver Brian Smith tweeted at me last night mentioning the whole don't tell me there's no passing in sprint car racing thing and pointed out Marks and Brownie. Brown replied to the tweet with the thinking face emojis, a pencil and paper emoji and said, quote, I listen, unquote. I'm not sure, but I guess that could be him referencing my past show and analysis of his results. Maybe it's something he and Chad Morgan have been working on since I pointed it out. Out front in the high limit feature, Chase Randall and Justin Sanders led the field to green. And it was Randall who was out front early, but it did only take Kyle Larson eight laps to get to the front, and he led the rest of the way for his first win in the series he co-owns. We've now had four different high limit winners in four different races. Sanders held on for second, and Justin Peck went 12th to third. Hat tip again to Chris Windham as well. He went 13th to sixth, and uh, that was a tough field last night. It ended up being another rough night for Randall. He sat on the pole and led uh, those early laps, but just a few laps to go in the race. He caught that treacherous curb in turns one and two and ended up flipping out of the ballpark. Uh, he was okay afterwards. Carved not so much. Tyler Courtney entered the night as a co-points leader with Larson with high limit, but he was also a victim of that curb, ended up flip- uh, flipping. He's fallen to fifth in the standings. There was also a gnarly crash involving Corey Eliason and Hunter Schoenberg. Both of those cars were destroyed as well. And hometown favorite Sheldon Hoddenshield got himself into contention at one point, but some late mistakes cost him a top five finish, and he ended the uh, night in ninth. Headed to Tri-City in a few weeks, Larson leads the championship standings over Anthony Macri. Uh, Brian Brown is third, Justin Sanders is fourth, and like I said, Tyler Courtney in fifth. 
Moving over to the Flow Racing Night in America's uh, those uh, late models, those guys also put on one hell of a show last night at Marshalltown. Guys were able to race all over the track, and Bobby Pierce and Hudson O'Neill battling on the cushion was worth the price of admission. Those two guys were so high on the racetrack at a turn four, they were basically off the track. There's kind of a buried tractor tire there, and they hit that thing multiple times through the race. Towards the end, O'Neill was able to do just enough to keep Pierce and Brandon Overton at bay and pick up the flow victory. Uh, it was his second straight flow victory at Marshalltown. Overton was in the mix for a lot of the race, but just couldn't ever get a full move done for the lead. Issues for points leader Mike Marler means O'Neill now leads the flow points headed to Davenport Speedway tonight. So O'Neill leads flow points and Lucas points. Elsewhere down through the field, Tim McCready had a solid night in fifth. Dennis Herb Jr. was sixth after starting on the pole, and Max Blair was eighth after leading just a few laps early on. It was another tough night for Jonathan Davenport. He started 10th but finished 17th. His Lucas finishes leading into last night were 28th at Fairbury and 12th at Farmer City. Those guys definitely have work to do. I've also seen some comments about Jimmy Owens. He started the year in Longhorns down south, but then switched back to Rockets at some point after that. He was pretty good over the weekend with Lucas. Uh, but he was 21st last night, bowing out early. As for Davenport Speedway tonight, Tanner English won a pair of Outlaw shows there in 2022. Devin Moran won there in 2021. Brandon Shepard has multiple Outlaw victories there as well. I think those guys could all be in play, and I'd keep an eye on Ricky Thornton Jr. Before we move on, stickers are back in stock over at shop.dirttracker.com. I got those just today. That means Sprint Car 1s, Logo 1s, and more Late Model 1s. I've also uh, kicked the prices on both shirts down to 15 bucks. Uh, don't forget, too, if you're a channel member, you get 10% off merch all the time. You can check out that channel member program by clicking the join button on these videos or the main channel. Uh, you can grab merch over at shop.dirttracker.com. Uh, in the recent ongoing discussions we've been having about signaling and dirt late models, Eldora Speedway has made a move towards there being less of it. They announced just this morning some details for the upcoming Dirt Late Model Dream, including a $585,000 total purse and a new rule banning signal sticks at the event. And you have to assume this rule, rule, uh, this rule excuse me, will remain in effect for other Eldor events like the World 100 and the Baltus Classic. They joined the World of Outlaws Late Model Series in not allowing crew members to use them. And while this won't stop signaling completely, uh, it should make it a little less ridiculous. Uh, we will have to see what this means for the Dirt Track World Championship to end the season, as that is a Lucas-sanctioned event, and Lucas still allows signal sticks. My assumption would be that they would be allowed under the Lucas rules and not be banned via the Eldora rules. With the responses I've gotten to my own uh, comments on this topic, I'm sure folks will be split on their feelings in regard to this announcement, but uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, Eldora without signal sticks. And after being postponed on Tuesday because of whether the Short Track Super Series will try again tonight at Delaware uh, International Speedway, Modifieds will race for 5,000 to win, and the 50-lapper is part of the South Region Championship. We've had just one South Region race so far this season, and it was a win for Mike Maresca back on March 18th at Sealands Grove. After tonight, the South Region isn't scheduled to race again until July 9th. The interesting thing there is that race is supposed to be at Bridgeport. But after the shenanigans there back at the end of March with the series withdrawing sanction, who knows if that race will actually happen. Uh, looking at tonight, Stuart Friesen has won this event three straight years, and he will be in attendance to try and extend the streak. You'll also see the other usual suspects, guys like Matt Shepard, Maresca, Ryan Godown, Mike Guler, Billy Pouch Jr., and a whole lot of others. Hot laps are set tonight for 6.30 p.m. Eastern, and if you can't get there, racing will be live over on Flow. If you are looking for other dirt racing audio this week, meaning other dirt racing podcasts, 
Wing Nation has Dave Blaney, Chad Kemena, and Logan Shuhart. Uh, Forward Bite has uh, Charlie Craig. Dirt Tracks and Rib Racks has Travis Millar. All Gas No Breaks has Caden Black, Austin Kirkpatrick, and others. Hoagie's Garage has Doug Johnson, and there are new episodes of The Dirt Reporters from Dirt on Dirt, The Dirt Nerds, Quick Time, Dirt Track Confessions, and Doing Witch on Dirt. To see the full list of shows and recent episodes, head over to dirttracker.com slash podcasts. That's it for the show today. Make sure to check out the streaming schedule over at dirttracker.com. You can click watch tonight in the nav bar to see it. Hope you guys have a good Wednesday out there. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. Tomorrow.